I was thrown headfirst into a deep, dark winter season when my son died. The years that followed were incredibly painful. And I I kept longing for spring, metaphorical spring, to come again, for some light to come again. But one day, I think I was journaling, um, I heard in my spirit or inside of myself, you have to live the end of one story before stepping into the next. Welcome. I'm Krista O'Reilly Davidegee, and my work is for freedom seekers, truth tellers, and stubborn questioners, highly sensitive souls, slow movers, and non-hustlers, the anxious, grieving, weary, and healing, reforming people pleasers, perfectionists, performers, and peacekeepers, and brave, messy, curious midlife women ready to quiet the conditioning and noise to reclaim freedom, wholeness, and joy. I'm glad you're here. I remember my dad telling me one day over a decade ago now that the time between a vision and the fruition of the dream or vision can take years, decades even in some cases. And I can look back now and see this truth at play in my own life in many different ways. So that space or that time between the thing we're longing for and the, the fruition of it or the arrival of it, can you know, it often takes longer than ego wants or feels comfortable with, far longer than your brain believes it should take way longer than your body feels it can withstand. But there are no shortcuts, no bypassing for certain experiences that we must go through. Um, in many cases, we must put down the roots and do the work that equips us for the next season or for what lies ahead. So we're talking about um, the you know the title of this podcast is "We Heal, Grow, and Become at the Speed of Safety." In my work, if you've attended a workshop or you've hung out with me, you've probably heard me say "safety first, safety first, safety first." We cannot learn, we cannot grow, we can't stretch or expand if we don't feel safe enough. And, and, you know, that includes environmental safety, but what I wanna focus on is a sense of internal safety right now. And the way that we create safety for ourselves is through compassion and curiosity. So bringing compassion and curiosity to whatever we are experiencing. Um, we can offer or help create safety for another person by simply offering an empathetic witness. So not fixing, um, but companioning another person and, and hearing them and seeing them exactly as they are without judging or shaming their experience. 
And many of the people in my circle, at least, very compassionate humans. But as midlife women, one of the things that we often need to really learn and work at is offering compassion and curiosity to ourselves and bringing that compassion to whatever we are experiencing. So I'm going to offer a few kind of little ideas that have helped me, that help many of the people that I work with. Um, and I will point you to a couple resources that can support you further because this just isn't the space for going deep into nervous system safety, for instance. Um, wherever you are, though, if there is a longing or a desire or even a need to move towards something else, you know, whether that's healing or freedom or um, a new job or a better relationship, you know, whatever that is. One of the things that can help us is to think about stretching, not stressing ourselves as we, so whatever our current capacity or comfort zone or place of familiarity, if we want to be able to take action and move into a new possibility, it's helpful to think of this idea of stretch, don't stress. So this comes from polyvagal theory or nervous system regulation talk. But you can try it on for size, stretch, don't stress. So when we, if we gently stretch, so we kind of step out of our comfort zone or we say yes to a new challenge or we start practicing a new habit, that is all good as long as we stay in that place of stretch, not stress. So as soon as we stress ourselves too much and we um and we go too far out of that zone of safety we tend to go right back into lockdown right into our old self-protective mechanisms so for instance maybe you've you know been trying to stretch out of your comfort zone um, you've risked, it has felt vulnerable, maybe even it, it you did well for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you kind of go back into hiding and you hide on the couch for two weeks, Netflixing and avoiding whatever you know you you really want. That could be an example. You just went a little far out of that zone, that sort of safe zone. And so you kind of your self-protective mechanisms kicked back in and they're they're just trying to keep you safe. Um, another qu uh, question that you could ask yourself is, well, when you're noticing, you know, when you are taking action towards something that you want, again, it could be a dream, a brave relationship, a, you know, some, you know, grieving healing work, you know, something like that it could be any of these things, building a business, whatever, when you notice yourself wanting to shut down, say, or go into those old self-protective mechanisms, you could ask yourself, am I feeling unsafe 
or am I feeling uncomfortable? I think I might have referred to this in a previous episode. Um, I'll say it again that just in case all emotions are messengers, they're not good or bad. They're all important. We don't have to act on them, right? We can, and, and I'm going to talk about this here about choosing our response, but, you know, feeling, allowing ourselves to feel fear, um, discomfort and everything is actually important if we want to walk in greater freedom. But it's it's really tricky at first if we've spent decades learning how to numb or avoid discomfort or really challenging emotions and the and what it feels like in the body. It can feel really unsafe. So we can do this very slowly, you know, just like I said at the beginning, we heal, grow, become at the speed of safety. So even learning how to feel our feelings or the physical sensations that correspond to those feelings, we do that, you know, safety first, right? So we might have to dip in, come back into safety. You know, we practice little by little, more and faster isn't better, right? Like, so, but regardless, we can ask ourselves if we're feeling activated, if we're feeling really anxious about something or threatened or um, defensive or we're hiding under the covers, we can ask, am I feeling unsafe or am I feeling uncomfortable? And then we can bring compassion to whatever we are experiencing. If we're feeling uncomfortable, we might be able to stay there a little bit longer just because we've been able to name that without judgment. If we are feeling unsafe, then it would be kind to step back, withdraw a little bit and ask, what do I need to feel safe in my body and my life? When when we are in a place in our life where we want change, we have a vision for who and how we want to be in the world or the life we want, or we're creating something or building something or learning a new habit or again, like um, healing, you know, unresolved parts of us or experiences from the past, say, If one of the things that is required, one of the skills that is required is to learn how to pause. So I'm, you know, I'm going to point you towards a particular workshop that will explain this better than I'm managing to do in this moment. Um, so I'll tell you about that later, but um, the pause, so we, we're all operating on these old patterns and they are largely unconscious. So before we even have conscious thought or awareness around it, chances are we've already reacted. You know, we might've already taken an action in reaction, or it may just be that We've, you know, something has happened in our body. 
So we may notice, for instance, that we've gone into fight or flight. We don't always understand what the heck is happening. And one of the most empowering and compassionate things that we can do is to bring some awareness to what is going on inside of us or what's going on in our nervous system. So I'll just mention it here. So I have a, a workshop. It's called Feel More Empowered. It's available for only $7. You can get that on my website, alifeinprogress.ca. And that is a, a great introduction to what I'm talking about here. Um, and I offer a graphic that can really be supportive that I kind of created to help you start to notice what is happening inside of yourself. So when you feel like fear, when you feel like you want to go shut down or climb into bed instead of doing the work, when you want to run or burn everything down, you can start to kind of correlate that to this inner experience and even a small amount of awareness of that can really help calm any judgment or shame you might be experiencing and help you feel more power of choice. So what we want, though, is to practice a pause. Um, this Viktor Frankl quote, I have held tightly to for years and years. Um, I'll read it to you here. It's between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose a response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. I just, I, I just refer back to that over and over and over. But a really cool thing is like long before I ever encountered this quote, I was practicing and noticing it in my own life, at least some of the time. So you may notice sometimes that you just, you react and there might be other days where you can just kind of catch yourself in the moment or even, you know, before you react and you have a, that little bit of space where you can kind of recognize what's happening and remove yourself from the situation maybe or choose a different response than that impulse, right? So maybe, you know, instead of yelling at your kids, you notice what's, you know, this internal kind of story happening and you're able to catch yourself and go and go take a break, you know, take a breather before you come back and engage with the kids, just as an example. So on the micro level, that's one of the kindest gifts we can give to ourselves is learning how to pause and create space for ourselves to choose our response. And on the macro level, if we step back, we can give ourselves space and understand that we're not doing it wrong if it takes time to build a new habit or a new dream or to come back up out of deep grief into feeling like you're thriving again. So I touched on this, but we're all operating on these old instinctual patterns. We can only change them when we bring awareness to it first. Without the awareness, 
we can't take any positive action toward, and towards building a new pattern or a new way of being or a new way of talking to our partner or a new way of relating to ourselves. And a lot of us judge and shame ourselves and blame ourselves because of patterns of behavior that we have felt unable to change. And we start believing that that's who we are. We start believing that that pattern of behavior is our identity. And what this type of work can do is help you understand that those behaviors or patterns, again, they might be a behavioral pattern, they might be a thought pattern, they might be the way that you speak to yourself or your inner critic's voice or whatever, that that is what's called state, not trait. So again, these behaviors or patterns are not who you are. They are not your identity. They are simply how you learned to show up to life. So we all have these patterns. You know, one of the earlier episodes of this season, I talked about personality and how personality is not your true self. Personality is really how you learn to get your needs met. So it's how you learn to feel loved or safe or find belonging or approval, for instance. And these, these patterns that I'm talking about here are more about how you learn to feel safe. Um, how you learned to comfort yourself or soothe yourself in some cases. How you learned in some cases powerlessness that actually you know in some cases it's better to to just allow whatever's happening instead of fight against it you know like um it's all different all of our experiences are different but they're patterned from our past experiences but they are not who you are and that's a really important distinction is you can stop blaming, shaming, and judging yourself because you have these patterns at play. You can realize that there's a reason that they are there. They served you in some capacity in the past. It doesn't mean that, you know, they necessarily were ideal, but in some way, they were a pattern or a mechanism that did provide some kind of comfort, soothing, safety, whatever. And as you bring awareness and you learn how to pause between impulse and response, you have more choice. You can begin to develop new patterns. So, there are many, many experiences in life that cannot be rushed. They take time. They require first a measure of internal safety. And that can include, you know, emotional, spiritual, psychological, and physical safety. So things like grieving, or, you know, you're in a car accident and you're physically injured. You can't rush your body healing. You can take good care of yourself. And that there are other things, you know, like I, I talked about 
having a vision or a dream or a longing and that space between it. But, you know, there are things that we have to simply grow into. And in the growing into, it can feel like nothing is happening and that isn't true. You know, so I'm a very vision-oriented person and I, for the last, I just realized actually that, you know, I have come to the end of my the life vision I created like 16 years ago. I have grown into it. I have walked it out. And I'm here now living that dream, which is kind of a beautiful, amazing thing. And now, though, it's time for me to set my vision further and and dream again and create a new vision for the next 15, 30 years. But I don't know how to walk into that yet. I'm going to have to take one baby step at a time. I'm going to grow into it over time and space. I'm going to be required to learn new things and I'm going to meet new challenges and I'm going to keep putting down deep roots and I'm going to be uprooting probably old stories or places of wounding. The only way over to the vision or the new dream or the outcome we seek is through. So rushing itself or bypassing is another way of avoiding. It's too painful. It, it's too hard. It hurts. And when we notice that, you know, wanting to avoid, numb out, rush, bypass, whatever, just bring compassion to that. Get curious about it. So all of our human experience is... I think it's all welcome. When we reject any part of ourselves, we're just we're just um, prolonging the work. When we resist what is, you know, the season we're in, we prolong the work. The more that we can remove shame and judgment about exactly where we are, and instead bringing compassion and curiosity, that is where we're going to be able to see a next right step or how to move forward. No amount of comparing, judging, or bullying ourselves is going to move us forward. It's going to keep us stuck. When I begin to work with a new client, not every single time, but often I... I begin in our very first call, I will share that there may come a time in our work where you want to quit. It feels too hard. You're in the thick of it. It's vulnerable. Um, you don't see the change you want yet. Your brain starts telling you this is a waste of time. Nothing's going to happen. And I let them know that when that happens, that is exactly the time to reach out to me and just say, Krista, this is what I'm noticing. 
and I will just be a witness for you. Because that is a that is a very common thing when we're in the thick of the work it's really really hard to see our progress whether we're talking about grief whether we're talking about in some cases rebuilding physical strength after injury or surgery we're talking about bringing a vision or a dream to life when we're in the thick of it it is so hard to see our progress and it's such a gift to have other people who we trust say i see it for you you know keep going you're doing a, a brave and wonderful job if we just keep moving one tiny baby step at a time we will get to a place where we can look back and be amazed at how far we've come while I can't promise that to another human, I can say at least within my client work when I, you know, there's a container and I, I understand kind of what we're navigating, et cetera. I can say with great confidence, at least, that time and time again, I have experienced this and I witness it for and with my clients. When you're in the thick of it, it can feel dark and murky and like nothing good is happening, but there is important work happening right there. Just do not quit. So again, we heal, grow, and become at the speed of safety. And by the way, um, that's a riff off of a quote from one of my instructors. Um, and she said, I think we heal at the speed of safety, something like that. Um, we heal at the speed of safety. So sometimes we have to do our work layer by layer. And honestly, like even, you know, creative work, like again, building a business or writing a book or whatever it is that we're talking about, getting out of debt, whatever, we can only do it one layer at a time. And as we attend to, you know, the work in front of us, that prepares us for what's next. So if you feel overwhelmed sometimes at the all of the work in front of you or the gulf between where you are and where you want to go and it just feels impossible, don't pull your eyes back and your heart back from, you know, the end don't worry about the how right now. Just do the one little thing in front of you. Take that one baby step and then take another one. This is a side note. I didn't write it down, but I think it's something that I would like to say to you is that, um, again, like I'm kind of like meshing together all sorts of sort of this conversation that could be talking about so many different things. Um, but one thing that I, I do think is important, it comes up a lot when I'm talking about or teaching nervous system regulation or self-compassion work or whatever, is that often we don't have to go hunting for stuff like dredge, dredge up smirky stuff. You know, and, and again, like my role is very different from a therapist's role. So you may want to take certain things into therapy, but when with my work or grief work or whatever, we don't have to go looking for 
problems. As we feel safe enough, things will rise to the surface and then we can attend to that. So wherever you're heading, whatever you're longing for, you know, whatever you are practicing imperfect action towards, safety first. Notice where you're judging or shaming yourself, comparing yourself, deciding like, you know, you're behind, it's taking too long, you must be doing this wrong. Can you bring compassion and curiosity to what you're experiencing? Notice where there are old instinctive patterns at play that no longer serve you. And see if you can create a tiny pause between impulse and response where you can choose another possibility or take a different action and see how that feels. Notice that sometimes in the in the murky middle between where we are and where we want to go, things get really, really hard. And we might think, I can't do this anymore. I don't have what it takes, you know, all sorts of things. And that's a perfect time to reach out to somebody and, and tell the truth about how you're feeling. You don't need to be fixed. You need to be witnessed in many cases. But you can also learn tools and practices to help discharge stress or move it through your body. Or if you've, you know, that stretch, not stress, if you've stressed your yourself and, and now you're kind of dysregulated and you're out of that zone where you can take effective action, these there are tools that can help you come back into that safer zone so that you can have your prefrontal cortex online and you're, you know, you have clear thinking and you can choose a next step. Again, I'm not going to go into this here, but I do recommend that feel more empowered workshop, or um, I have a free workshop uh, PDF you can get with 30 ways to feel calmer and more empowered in your body and mind. And you can access that for free on my website, go to the begin tab or I, it's, it's in various places on my website. But if you are feeling kind of stuck in that in-between place or you, or you feel despair, you feel like spring is never going to come again, um, there are a few different things that, you know, you can try. I'm just going to throw out a few ideas. But again, I recommend go get that worksheet um, that 30 ways PDF for 30 ideas that you can test out for yourself. And depending on the exact circumstances of your life, some may feel more appropriate than others. But here are a few that have helped me. You know, I started this episode by talking about being thrown head first into a deep and dark winter season with the death of my child. And there were no fixes for that. I could only go through. There was no rushing or bypassing the work that I had to do 
and the work that grief needed to do in me so that I could I could step into the next season. Um, so any kind of movement is often really helpful when we're when we're stuck, when we're feeling like we don't know what to do, move. It could be like get out and walk in nature or go for a run, but it could also be get up and go get a glass of water. It could be like shake out your body. It could be get up and dance. It could be um, it could be almost anything. Um, like there's this shaking video that was really helpful for me. I'm not saying it's helpful for everybody, but I liked it. It's just kind of like just moving the energy through my body. These days, um, you know, my Pilates class, even when I'm feeling really sad or whatever, I know if I go to my private Pilates class, I move that energy through my body and I always feel more regulated after. So virtually any kind of movement can disrupt the old pattern and help create some space where we can choose our response. Sighing or humming or singing or gargling can all be ways of helping um, regulate ourselves. So for me, sighing is, is one of the ways that I naturally self-soothe. And maybe if you've grieved before, like deeply, you've noticed your body doing that without before your brain even realized. So you could try that on for size, hum, sing, sigh, or gargle. You can shift your posture. So when we're feeling afraid or shut down, or we're in fight or flight, our posture changes. So in fight or flight, we might have feel very rigid, have a lot of muscle tension. If we're in shutdown or collapse, we might be kind of hunched in and closing in on ourselves, our head down, even our voice changes, might get really low and monotone, less variation in it. When you notice that, just sit up, just shift your posture almost in any way. But like what I would recommend is sit up, open your chest, maybe stretch your arms behind you and just keep your body faced forward and turn your head left and look around you and then maybe forward and gaze, gaze out, you know, away from a computer, maybe out the window, turn to the right, look over there. You might name what you see, engage your senses. That signals safety to our nervous system. So shifting our posture is a really accessible way of creating some space. And we can do that pretty much anywhere that we are. Actually, there was four. So the other one I wanted to throw out there was is cold. Um, again, I'm not saying this is appropriate for every human in every situation, but for me, when I was having panic attacks, I was dissociating um, and and just in this 
deep, deep fog of grief, cold was helpful. Um, getting out for walks in in winter when there was like a bite on my, if you live in Canada or you live in um, northern climates, you might know what I'm talking about. Like there's this sting on your body um, that would help me feel alive and connect me to the earth, connect me to my body. Um, sometimes I would go and just put my face in the freezer for a bit or get a cold pack and just feel the cold. Again, that was one thing that just helped me connect into my body and remember to be present here in my body and not leave. Some people love like cold immersion, like cold showers, cold swimming, etc. Anyway, um, I am not going to redo this. And I do feel in that I could have done a better job potentially of uh, being more precise, but I'm just going to leave this here. The point is you get to move at your own pace. We heal, grow, become at the speed of safety. And if you want to move forward in something that you care about, bring safety, help create safety for yourself. Remember compassion and curiosity. It could be as simple as saying, oh, I hear you, you're afraid right now, but also you're excited. You know, that was one of the things um, when I first started my business, actually, that was, well, in the first couple of years, I think the book came out in 2017. Uh, it was the stress mindset, something like that. And um, and it got me started naming that for myself when I was offering, say, teaching something. And I was noticing a lot of anxiety in my body. Um, and I started to learn, oh, the the physical sensations of anxiety actually mirror the physical sensations of excitement. But my brain interpreted it just fast and furious as like danger, you know. So I would practice bringing compassion to that, naming my experience, not dismissing it, not judging it, just witnessing it, feeling it, and begin to recognize, oh, yeah, I'm noticing anxiety. And also, I'm noticing I feel excited. So just one little example. But wherever you're going, bring safety to your experience. Um, do your best to stretch, not stress. And, um, and that could just mean that, you know, keep your eyes on your own path. It doesn't really matter what works for another person. If you are feeling stressed out or out of regulation, take good care of yourself. What do you need to soothe? What, what would help you feel loved and, and cared for? But don't quit. Don't quit. There is light at the end or, you know, and then there's just a new beginning, but, but there is light ahead. Spring always comes again, even when it feels the darkest, even when it feels like there's no momentum and no movement, 
as long as you keep taking one tiny step and then another, it doesn't, perfection is not required. Um, you can be as messy as any human could be. It doesn't matter. You will notice positive change. You will be able to look back one day and say, I did that. All right, so I'm going to wrap up. Imperfect action. I already mentioned the Feel More Empowered workshop or the 30 ways to feel calmer and more empowered in your body and mind that you can get for free. Just head over to alifeinprogress.ca. If you need help finding it, reach out to me. Just email me. What I'm enjoying, again, I've already mentioned it, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm going to read that quote again, the Viktor Frankl quote and the sticky note. And I recommend that you write it down for yourself if it speaks to you. It just never gets old. And by the way, in case you don't know um, who Viktor Frankl is, he was a Holocaust survivor. And um, what was it? Man's Book of Meaning, uh, one of his books. I can, I'm not sure if that's the accurate title, but I, his work is powerful. And, and I've just, I've always been able to remind myself that if he could do this, then I can do this. If he, in that horrific situation, could be learning truths like this, then I too can learn and practice this truth. So again, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And I am very interested in growth and freedom. Freedom above all, my number one core value. All right, an invitation to you. So um, the Brave and Beautiful Community Autumn Session is open for new members. It will cap at 60. Um, so as long as there's space, it will be open. Uh, registration, I didn't write down the date. I'm pretty sure we begin October 9th. But there's still time to jump in early. Early registration ends tomorrow. So today and tomorrow, you can still get a couple of special bonuses by jumping in during early registration. And one of those bonuses is to join the seasonal transition call for free. Um, and that's taking place just before the equinox on September 20th, I believe. But head over to my membership um, page and you can you'll see the details if you want to chat I offer free 25 minute zoom chats and you can reach out to me and I'll give you a link if you would like to connect and make sure that this is a good fit for you because it may not be and I actually really do my best to try to help you figure that out um yeah our theme for the year is filled up and overflowing and I've created a graphic that kind of reflects the major themes of the next 12 months. So you can find that again over at lifeinprogress.ca. And I'm going to leave you with this until next week, which will be the final episode of season one. I'm going to take a break between seasons. So one more episode next week, and then I'll take a break. Until then, um, make peace with messiness to make space for joy. Okay, bye.